You are listening to the Cancer from A to Z podcast with Dr. Rosalind Morell, episode 24, What Your Oncologist Wants You to Know. Hi, and welcome to the Cancer from A to Z podcast, where we discuss the issues and topics related to a diagnosis of cancer. I'm your host, Dr. Rosalind Morell. These podcast episodes are intended for informational and educational purposes only and are not a substitute for medical treatment by a healthcare professional. They do not constitute a doctor-patient relationship. Please consult your doctor or other health professional with any questions you have regarding any medical conditions. Hi, and thank you for joining me today. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about what your oncologist wants you to know. And I thought that this would be a good one to talk about since there are a few things that as oncologists, we would love for our patients to know to kind of make our time with you a little bit easier and certainly make it easier for you guys as well when you're spending time with us in our clinics. So let's start off with number one. Again, what your oncologist wants you to know. Number one, when you are seeing a new physician, please know your past medical history as much as you can. Now, this also includes medical conditions and anything that you may have been diagnosed with or any previous surgeries that you've had. That is really important for us to know, especially when you're visiting a brand new physician. So that can be true of an oncologist or maybe it's another specialist. We absolutely want to know your past medical history, your past surgical history, because it helps us and it tells us a lot of information and it can actually lead us in certain directions and explain a lot of things. So I would say that that was be definitely number one, that when you are seeing a new physician for the first time, come in knowing your past medical history and past surgical history. Now, you may not know this off the top of your head, and that's okay. If you have it written down or documented somewhere in your files, your paperwork, or maybe a family member or friend kind of knows your past medical history, bring them with you. Because again, that is really valuable information for us. Okay, number two, bring your list of medicines with you. This one is kind of related to number one, but also very important. We need to know your current list of medications so that we can make sure that anything that we happen to prescribe for you, whether that be a treatment or some type of medicine, we want to make sure that this treatment or drug or whatever, does not interfere or interact with your current medications. And the easiest way to bring that in, essentially, is to have it written down on a piece of paper. It can be typed up. It really doesn't matter. Or it can be documented in an app. That can certainly be helpful. Or maybe a friend or a family member has it written down or documented for you and they can bring it in with their files. It really doesn't matter. Again, a a good old-fashioned piece of paper is good enough. It doesn't have to be fancy schmancy. But again, if you want to have some of this information maybe documented in an app or whatever that may be, bring that in because knowing your list of medications is really important. Okay, number three. 
If you know ahead of time that the doctor you are seeing speaks a certain language, but maybe that is not your primary language, it is totally okay for you to bring in a friend or, again, a family member who speaks your language. I would say it's probably safe to not assume that the physician that you're seeing or maybe their office staff speaks your language. So if you are not well versed in that particular language, and um, since I live here in the US and our language is English, I would say if that, if English is not your primary language, then that's fine. But please, Bring in a friend or family member who may be able to interpret for you. And the reason why I say that, because I would say that a lot of doctors know already, it's not really best to use a family member or a friend to interpret what you're trying to say to the patients. We really don't want to do that. But in terms of your comfort level and having someone there to kind of explain it also in a, in a slightly different way would be helpful. And not every physician's office is going to have access to an interpreting software program or an interpreting service. So they may not necessarily have those capabilities of actually speaking your language and they may not have any staff members either that speak your language. So if you know ahead of time that there may be a language barrier, it is totally okay to bring a family member or a friend who speaks your language, who also speaks the physician's language so that they can help interpret. Okay, number four. Oncologists want you to know that it is okay to get a second opinion. Don't worry. We don't take offense at that. If you would like to seek out another opinion, we are totally okay with that. We don't get offended. We don't take it personally. As a matter of fact, at my practice, we offer rapid second opinions. So if you've been diagnosed with cancer, you can easily call my office and schedule a rapid second opinion visit, either in person or virtually. But as oncologists, we know that cancer treatment and our recommendations for the specific type of treatments can, it's going to be a little bit different depending upon which doctor you see. And if you're not 100% comfortable, or even if you are 100% comfortable, but you just have that kind of feeling in the back of your head that maybe you want to hear it from somebody else, maybe you want to see another physician in that particular specialty and just see what they have to say, it is totally okay. And I think I've talked about this before on a previous podcast a lot of times we actually welcome the fact that you want to go get a second opinion. We sometimes will encourage it because if you hear from another physician the same thing that I've told you, then that kind of makes it a little bit easier for you to decide and it's totally okay. And again, you may hear something different and you have to understand that that is also the case because we practice in terms of medical oncologists and radiation oncologists. All of us practice a little bit differently. There can be some variability in the drugs that are used or the number of radiation treatments that are used. So don't be afraid to get a second opinion. Don't even be afraid to tell the physician that you're sitting in front of, hey, I appreciate the information. Thank you for seeing me today. I am going to go get a second opinion. Don't be afraid to say that. That's okay. Again, we don't take it personally. 
Moving on to number five, ask questions if you don't understand. It is completely all right with us for you to ask questions. And it's okay if you have a lot of questions. The more questions, the better. You want to feel comfortable with what is being said to you. And if you don't understand, maybe it's a lot of medical language that you're not understanding. Maybe it's the physician or the healthcare provider speaking very rapidly and you just missed something really important that they said. It's okay to stop and ask a question or ask, you know, several questions to help alleviate some of that confusion. And we get it. We totally understand. This is all new for you. You have never been diagnosed with cancer before. You've never dealt with these types of treatments before. You've never even had to deal with these types of specialists before. So we understand, and it can be, again, confusing and overwhelming. So we encourage you to ask questions. The more comfortable you are with what we're recommending, the better everybody is going to be in terms of the relationship and even in terms of the treatment outcome. So I would say ask questions. And if you are sitting in front of maybe a nurse practitioner or an MD or DO, whatever, and maybe you're nervous, you could be having a number of of emotions at that time. And let's say you are, everything's just kind of going in one ear and out the other. Maybe you're in shock. That's okay, too. You can later on when you go home and you're kind of processing all of the information, write your questions down at that time and then call the office back or schedule a follow-up visit and say, hey, I have some questions. Would you mind answering these things? I didn't get a chance to actually ask them at the time of the consult or at the time of the visit because I was just focused on something else. We get it. We understand. And again, we encourage lots of questions. It's okay. All right. Number six, be honest with us. If you decide that you don't want to go with the recommended treatment or medicine, tell your doctor. You don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to be ashamed. It's much easier if you just let your healthcare provider know. I would say honesty is really important in terms of the relationship that you're trying to establish. And let's say, for instance, you see someone and you are seeing the oncologist for the first time and they're recommending a certain treatment. And just kind of going back to number five, let's say you have decided that you want to seek out a or I'm sorry, number four. (laughs) Let's say you want to seek out a second opinion. And then you decide to go with the second doctor. If the first doctor's office is calling you or maybe you scheduled a follow-up visit or something like that, but then in between you got that second opinion and now you've changed your mind, you don't want to go with the first physician, you want to go with the second, let the first physician's office know. Don't be embarrassed. Don't not show up for your appointment without you know letting them know. Don't not return phone calls from the doctor's office. It is much easier on everyone if you're just honest and it's okay. Again, I've said this a lot on this episode. It's okay. If you have decided that you want to go elsewhere, let's say you want to go to another facility, just let that original physician's office know 
and you don't have to, as the kids like to say, you don't have to ghost them (laughs) and not show up or not return phone calls. It's much better if you just say, listen, I enjoyed our visit. I appreciate the information and I've just decided to be treated by another physician or I've just decided to go to another facility. Again, we won't take it personally. Okay. All right. Well, I came up with six. There's probably several more, but I think these are actually really good ones and good things to remember and something that hopefully is helpful to you. And I know that if you follow these six things, your visits with your oncologist or any other doctors will be a lot easier for both parties. Okay, my friends, that's all I have for you today. Join me next time when we will be going over Caregiving 101 Part 2. And I'm really excited about that upcoming episode because, again, I'm going to do a deep dive into caring for the caregiver. And we all know that the caregivers need love, attention, and lots of care as well. So join me for that next episode. But as I leave you at the end of every episode, until next time, be well. Thank you for listening to the Cancer from A to Z podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you subscribed and left a review. And if you know anyone who could benefit from this information, please share the podcast with them. Until next time, I am your host, Dr. Rosalind Morell.